Yo guys, welcome back to a new episode of The Trainer Lounge. We've got a stacked episode coming up for you with loads of topics such as the main series, news and rumours, a little bit of trivia and much, much more. We hope you enjoy the episode and have a great day. Peace. How is it going, guys? And welcome back to The Trainer Lounge, uh, episode 37. Uh, we've managed to get 37 episodes out of this most professional Pokemon Cop podcast on the entire interweb. So uh, that's pretty decent. Uh, joining me today, as always, will be the myth, the man, the legend, Flobberdosh. Say hello to your beautiful subjects. Uh, what's happening, everyone? How are you? Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No, nah, yo, what's happening, everyone? Onesie's going to be handling the main load of this podcast because I feel like uh, I feel like the Grim Reaper, which is fun. But um, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. He's come down with the winter flu, I'm afraid, so he's on uh, half voice rest. So uh, you've oh. got my beautiful voice today. And also joining us today, we have one of my favourite content creators in the space, a good friend of mine as well, uh, Troilus. Thank you very much for joining us. No, it's just a genuine pleasure, uh, folks. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, I feel slightly bad. I've like just come out of this kind of my cold flu era, so I feel like I've just like <laughs> maybe like passed that on to Gaz or something. So, <laughs> fingers crossed, you, you get yeah, that, that, that was my first thought as soon as I did. I thought, that fucking Troy, man, he's gave me something out there. Gaz joins one of your streams one time, and you give him the flu. How yeah, how selfish, man! Know, man yeah. gave me the pokey rust, bro. Just threw it over. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, yeah. How, how's your week been, guys? I let Troy. I'll, go on, Troy. You, you go first, man. Um, I appreciate that, mate. I'm honestly uh, pretty, pretty rubbish. Um, just in terms of like, just had some health bits like propped up. Obviously, like, yeah, just on the back end of coming out of like a cold flu type thing. So, um, I felt probably the best I felt in a little while, like today and yesterday. So, um, like, I'm on definitely on the mend, but. Yeah, most of it's just been kind of resting up and obviously like arguably keeping a, a bit busy, but um, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, <laughs> what, what about you guys? Me, mate. I've, you know what? I've had I've had a decent week, to be honest. So for those that don't know, I'm um, I'm in like some streamers um, Twitch. Uh, Chad mentioned him before. And we're doing like a shiny bingo contest where you have to like cross off different shiny tasks, for example, like Ultra Beast or Dynamax Adventures, blah, blah, blah. Um, been doing that all week. I've crossed off like eight shinies. So I've got like eight shiny Pokemon in the past week. Been doing that. Um, but other than that, outside of the whole Pokemon realm and universe, um, I had my work's Christmas party on Friday. I got very drunk and tweeted some very drunk tweets. Uh, <laughs> and then I had work on Sunday for another Christmas party, but this time I was supporting people. So, uh, and that's probably how I've got this fucking cold, being out in the freezing cold, supporting mm. people. So, uh, mm. yeah, man, that's been my week. But uh, other than that, man, it's been, been fairly quiet. And news has been quiet, apart from today, thankfully. Yeah, we've had a little bit of uh, bits and bobs to do with uh, Legends Arceus and a few bits to do with Pokemon Unite and uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. So we've got some little tidbits, but it's all kind of slowed down after when Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl first came out. There was like a bunch of new discoveries and a bunch of leaks and a bunch of uh, data mines and stuff. But we've had that kind of post-new game lull now where everything sort of slows down for a bit. Mm. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've only got a little bit of Bob to uh, to go on, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? But before so, before we do, should we do our casual 
Um, I say casual, but it's always nice to showcase the guest right ones here, put some light under them, some fire them up, show show them off to the crowd, you know. Absolutely. So let's light these flames and let's go. So, uh, yeah, Troy, as a, once again, thank you very much for joining us. We, we appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, do you want to yep. let's, let's give you 30 seconds to plug yourself. This is your business pitch in an elevator. How would you pitch yourself? Uh that's a great question. Um, Before I he would... does, though, Troy, I just want to say, you're not limited to 30 seconds. Fuck that. Hero <laughs> no, he's limited to 30 no, no, seconds. No, no. <laughs> Hero had fucking 45 minutes to himself. I'm not saying Troy needs to do that, but you, you've got a bit longer than 30 seconds, mate. Go, fam. Do what you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, I'll keep it somewhere between 30 seconds and, and 45 minutes. I'll see. Yeah. See yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, I would say... I mean, I've been in I've been in the space for like six, seven years, and I think my content has kind of changed over that time. Um, right now, I'm primarily streaming um, and almost exclusively just a shiny challenge that I came up with uh, probably a couple of months ago, um, and it's going kind of well. Um, and yeah, I just like getting involved in the community. So if there's like particular events going on, or if like people have got like interesting ideas that they want to sort of put forward most of the time I kind of end up being involved somewhere along the line. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's just kind of my, my general summary. Um, what's the, what's the shiny race? If you don't mind me asking, I'm just, uh, no, the uh, shiny challenge. I'm just interested as a shiny hunter. Yeah, of course. Um, so if, if I'm being honest, like it, like it was, um, the initial thought behind it was I wanted to kind of challenge myself to stick to something, uh, for a while and pick something that I knew that was going to take ages, but also I saw, as probably everyone's seen really is that youtube is kind of exploding with um you know 30 to 45 minute uh cuts and splices of like full shiny nuzlocks or you know shiny runs right mm -hmm. so yeah i was like i kind of want to work on that formula a little bit kind of create something that i've not seen yet um mm -hmm. and so i was like seeing a lot on twitch of the like ironmon challenges where you can only catch like six pokemon is you know it's hardcore nuzlocke rules and I was like, what if I did that, but with shinies? So I can only catch six shinies. And um, I kind of played on that a little bit and came up with the ultimate shiny lock gauntlet uh, for Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is you can catch six Pokemon. They have to be from different methods of hunting. So I've gone for overworld, fishing, tree shaking, curry, uh, fossil resets, and uh, full odds breeding. Um, and that will make up my team uh, for the challenge. And how's that going for you so far? Oh, I mate, it's, see the, yeah. it's fucking brutal. Um, <laughs> How I'm many on, resets are we on for the fish now? Uh, we're on 4,800 for the fish. Um, oh, and yes. it's, I don't, the thing is, I don't think I'd mind too much if I wasn't on 4,000 for my off-stream hunt as well with no phases. <laughs> like, so oh, I'm, on like, I'm on like nearly 9,000 with no shinies. Um, so... It's, it's kind of rough out here, but um, he's on a dry spell. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. There's me saying like at the start. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got eight shinies this week. Dialga Reggie Rock in one day, fucking five horde shinies in one day, and there's you on nine thousand. I sincerely apologise. <laughs> You're gonna need to bless him. You're gonna need to sprinkle some of that shiny. In, all, in all fairness, though, I've also faced some unluck myself. Though I've been on the Masuda method with the charm, and I've hatched seven hundred eggs. I mean, it's nowhere yeah. near nine thousand, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, still doing that. Uh, it does take time, though. I think, like, Masuda specifically, like, if you don't get something which is, like, under odds, if you, like, and you end up going over, it, it drains, it does drain you. Like, you know, even if it is, like, less encounters, 
um, it really does take a lot of actual time to like hatch all those. So, like, now nah, never never apologize for like celebrating your shinies, dude. That's what we're all here for, and like, you know. yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of like it's reminded me of times that me and my friend have done like a shiny race, but mm. I've been there for hours, and that dude mm. jumps on and gilly. I'm just like, you know. Part part happy, part very salty, but uh... <laughs> main part salty, I can imagine with you. <laughs> oh no, no, of course. But I, would you say like, because obviously I'm very new to your content. I've jumped in the stream, said hello and whatnot. But um, mm. for the viewers as well, is shiny hunting one of your favourite things in Pokemon? It is for me specifically. But what about yourself? Uh, I think it's definitely the thing that I end up coming back to most often. Like, um, I think I've always liked the ideas of things like Nuzlocke and like challenging myself to like play yeah. through but like i don't i have a really bad attention span so i very often just skip over a lot of the story elements um so yeah. that, sorry that never really like grabs my attention or is interesting to me and the thing you know with like four maybe like 500 hours on pokemon sword i would say like a good 75 80 percent of that was shiny hunting um so yeah i, th I think it's just evergreen like you know you can just pick a random one to to hunt and that sorts you out for like a couple of weeks if you feel like you want to keep up with it or yeah know, um yeah i think it, i think it's just like i don't know maybe it's just hunting the dopamine <laughs> that's, what it, like, <laughs> that's what it is just... going for those endorphins that's it yeah <laughs> i think the thing with me and shiny hunting is that i've only ever really shiny hunted when i'm i'm finished with work or like i'm, I'm finished with well, back in college, back in the day, I'd, I'd go to my room, I'd put on some nice chill lighting and I'd just sit there with some music and shiny hunt. Mm. Uh, it was more of a relaxation thing for me rather than something I would like super, super invest myself uh -huh. in. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think because uh, with your streams specifically, they're, uh, they've got like a, an ASMR chill vibe to them mm. and it, it blends quite well to uh, to the actual shiny hunting element of things. So uh, how, yeah, how very you... chill. They are very chill. Sorry, mm -hmm. I thought I'd just add that in. When I first joined, because once you put your tweet out and um, I saw it and I joined, and I thought, oh, this dude's actually got like a... I'm not a big fan of nothing against, you know, those who have the hyper element. Like, what's good, everyone? Like, that's not me, man. Like, you're very... <laughs> oh, that is you. That is you. <laughs> it is, but like with an added sense of dark humour. But where we've... when I, when I joined Troy's one, it seemed like very just laid back calm relaxing like you could just vibe to it man i liked it yeah i appreciate that i would i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's what i want my final product to be um it's yeah. kind of it's kind of along the lines of kind of growing whilst like in the space that i have like i don't i don't really have the it's not like i don't have the luxury it's just like i don't want to be the dickhead neighbor who's like shouting <laughs> and screaming you know with like all these shiny reactions or like you know i think eventually I guess my content will evolve and adapt and um you know it may well be that i end up being this kind of like slightly more energetic uh presence but um yeah i think for now it's it's honestly just like i quite enjoy the the calm like chatting because that's predominantly like what the stream is like people aren't people aren't really sitting there watching this guy put like fish 4800 times with like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. you know like with utter focus you know they they need something else you know alongside that and i think you know just chatting with people is is that really well the good thing about that is that it, it kind of tends to help build a community along the way whenever mm. i've been in one of your streams everyone is like super talkative super chatty and super friendly so uh, i think the atmosphere kind of lends from the the style of content that you do it and even if you say that 
the um, the ASMR stuff, the sort of chill vibe, isn't necessarily what you you really want to do. I think it's really important to be able to have that string to your bow. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you do switch and go to something else, you know, it's it's good to have the the variety to go back to it if you need to. Uh, and yeah, it, it's something that you can definitely build on in the future. So it's I can say it's definitely helped out. It's it's nice to just hop in a, a stream while I'm I'm at work or while I'm. Uh, you know, playing D and D or something, just have it on in the background and just tune in every now and then. So it's it's a good vibe. It's a very good vibe. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, mate. Yeah, um... you kind of have to, don't you? Though, like with mm-hmm. with Twitch, I could look like, when I want a Twitch stream. Like I would be that dickhead neighbor that'd be like, "Let's fucking go!" Like I'd be that dude. But like, <laughs> see, my thing is, if there was no chat. Like, I could just imagine how much a chat would help with shiny hunting because I love shiny hunting, but sometimes I'm like, for fuck's sake. Like, as you just said with the Masuda and what, whatever else, man, draining. I just imagine a ch- past that time, would you say that that helps in your streams when chat's just there distracting you from this countless hours hunt? <laughs> um, it's it's imperative. I don't, I don't think I would have continued um, without the chat, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it's, I think the key and i think most like more prolific shiny hunters will probably agree is that like you're you most of the time are hunting as like a side project like it's never your uh-huh. full attention in the same way that the actual shiny hunting like content of me fishing isn't the main attraction for um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone to come into my streams you know what i mean so like um you always have like something else on the side going on whether that's you're watching a shiny hunting stream whilst you're shiny hunting as a kind of like mm-hmm way of i don't know interacting or you watch a movie alongside or you know whatever else it is i think yeah part of part of my kind of experience with it is that like having people to chat with and sort of talk through any old random shit like it doesn't have to be on topic but like it's yeah unbelievably paramount to actually like sticking with this (laughs) Um, i would have given up quite some time ago i think um if i didn't have my chat with me no, I, I do agree. It, yeah. I do agree. Like, don't don't you find it funny though? Like, I say this: shine hunters are the most cynical people because we <laughs> want to watch people that are struggling the exact same struggle as us. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel so much better when I see some some motherfucker on like ten thousand resets and I'm only on a hundred, and I'm like, you know what? I feel much better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting you should say that. I was um, I raided someone the other day. Um, just off the back of one of my streams, I think, yeah, it must have been the last one that I did where I was like, yeah, finished on 4,800. 4, and with Shiny Charm, they were doing a Marini and they were on like 8,500 or something. Oh, God. And I was like, no. I was like, I was like dude, you're, you're like eight eight times over us. I mean, like, that makes me feel great. Um, <laughs> but like... Wait, what method was he doing, sorry? What, just, what just, method? Just Overworld. So, like, oh, Shiny Charm Overworld, yeah. yeah, 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 which I Ooh. think is still one, one in thirteen hundred. I think I could be wrong, but um, yeah, yeah, it's about that. Yeah, it's about that. So, um, yeah, like it, I think it's it's quite sometimes quite a nice reminder to, for to like see hunts that are going like quite far because you can be like, well, maybe that's not me, or maybe someone has it worse. So you kind of get the, the motivation to to keep trudging along <laughs> yeah I, I agree completely mm. so uh shiny hunting is definitely one kind of string to your bow but uh where do you see your sort of content branching out to do you see yourself doing more sort of traditional nuzlocks playing other sorts of games 
maybe moving into like video creation what's uh, what's the future hold for you that's a good question um i think whilst it's been difficult to plan i think primarily um and i think this was my plan even like six seven years ago um just to kind of build on one thing so pokemon for now basically will be my kind of um yeah my thing to to continue growth with my channel uh whether that's just on uh, streaming platforms or whether that's you know sort of more long-form content um I, the idea is to branch out eventually um but i guess i guess it kind of depends where i'm at in like a year's time you know i think it's important to review you know how much you've grown or like what your where your channel's at like after a certain amount of time to kind of see where you're going to go next like my plan now could be very different to my plan in like a few months time if i get a lucky break or if i don't get a yeah. lucky break and i've just hit a plateau that i'm never getting past you know what i mean so yeah so it's kind of do kind of quarterly reviews in a way yeah i think it's i have a lot of like sales and business experience so i think there's a lot of the way that that runs that's kind of hard baked into how i look at things like streaming and, and content creation um it's kind of hard to switch that part of your brain off when you've been like doing that for so many years. Um, <laughs> that can be kind of a good thing though, as well, though, because it means that you you can be more driven and focused with your passions and can help you build into something a bit easier, I guess. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely helped along the lines of like specifically looking at numbers, and I think a lot of people have a very interesting relationship with analytics and what they mean and. I will just look at analytics for ages and just look at what they could mean. You know, it's sort of when I've had like days where maybe I've had a, like a lot of followers, but maybe, you know, numbers are down generally. I can be like, hey, why is that? Like look at various other factors. And I find that quite interesting a lot of the time. Um, mm. But I think it can be quite, I don't know, it can be quite draining for people, I think, understandably to constantly be looking for stuff that, Sorry, I was going to say, it's quite a common thing, isn't it, for mm. Twitch? Because like, you'll have someone in the chat go, oh, my God, you're at 30 viewers or 35, mm. depending on how big you are of, of, of a channel. Mm. And you have a lot of streamers often saying, oh, please don't talk about the uh, the, the viewers on the channel, mm. like the account, because it's quite, yeah, it's quite, um, it's weird, isn't it? It's a, it's a very draining thing. I could imagine why, though, if you constantly obsess. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's just a common thing. Like, you know, at any point, you could be at the peak of your channel, if that makes sense. Like at, at any given moment, you could be hitting your peak numbers. And I think specifically when you're in a stream, I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's just for me personally, but I think it's quite difficult to be told that or be informed of that to then like, to then be able to kind of put that out of your mind and then act like it's a normal stream. Like it's automatically putting a lot more pressure on you to, um, yeah, to kind of, act to what you think that level of stream is and yeah that kind of pressure just kind mm. of appears yeah i mean i know i've been guilty of uh, of doing that to to streamers in the past of uh, being like oh you've you've hit 30 viewers pog and mm. you know you think you're doing a nice thing and hyping up the chat but i guess what i didn't realize at the time was that it puts a pressure on you and it sets expectation and I mean, a lot of, uh, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of streamers kind of deal with a lot of um, anxiety issues as well. So mm. um, I know that it can be a little bit of a trigger for them. So uh, I know it's a little bit personal. It's okay if you don't want to talk about it, but do you, uh, do you kind of struggle with a little bit of uh, that sort of side of things? 
Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think specifically in the streamer space, there's always the, like, anxiety related to, is anyone going to turn up? You know what I mean? Like, I think, especially in recent times when I've been struggling with my health, so it's meant that I've not been able to stream as often, there's always the thought five or ten minutes before I actually go live when I've been off for, like, a week or, you know, I think I'll be streaming at some point this week and it would have been two weeks since my last stream so like there will be an element of that ah, fuck like what if no one's there like what if everyone's just kind of forgotten about me what if i'm down in the algorithm on that particular day because i haven't been streaming as regularly like it's 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 a constant it's a constant thought um and it like i'd imagine a lot of people have a, a similar thing that you do get hung up on it um but as soon as you're kind of there and you're streaming and you're not seeing if you can it kind of goes away like not totally but like yeah do you mind if i like ask this because obviously with me being interested in wanting to do streaming mm -hmm. like i personally again i don't know about you i'd rather have 10 people in the stream who are all talking than have 100 people just lurking mm -hmm. and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with lurkers of course not you know every viewer counts and helps i get that mm -hmm. but it's that engagement do you know what i mean yeah, I think that's, that's a very good point. Um, and I guess it kind of reflects on what people look for in their like growth. Because I think if you're looking at, let's say, yeah, 10 people and they're all chatting, you've got that opportunity to kind of master your craft and like how you sort of handle that, like how, how you handle the conversations or the content that literally comes from your viewers. Because that's what viewers are at the end of the day. Like they're literally giving you free content. By, yeah. by turning up like if yeah. you want to, if you want to look at it at its very base value um on the flip side like yeah sure i'm sure everyone would be love would love to be at 100 viewers and that in itself gives you the opportunity to like expand yeah yeah, yeah give you like you know you're testing yourself in in terms of like can you create the content by yourself you know can, are you able to go into like monologues and you know dig up anecdotes and things that could be interesting without any kind of feedback like you know i think it is um both are very interesting in terms of my preference um i think i would probably say i would like the more active chat um yeah. but i also welcome the challenge of you know kind of free rolling and you know doing my own bits i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's kind of one of them things where if you don't have the active engagement it's a little bit more difficult for you to riff off of, uh, you know, because a lot of the the memes and stuff and the enjoyability, because like the uh, the actual content comes from the back and forth and the witty banter and stuff. So mm -hmm. having like a, an empty chat, it's kind of like forming stand up on your own. So there's yeah. all that, that <laughs> yeah, anxiety, yeah. you know. <laughs> Tumbleweed <laughs> rolls. Yeah. That's kind of what it is, though. Like, really, it's it's kind of just like uh, I, I mean, a lot of people kind of ripped on a lot of YouTubers back in the day for being like, I don't see myself as a YouTuber. I see myself as a rookie comedian. Mm. Uh, but that's essentially kind of not not necessarily comedians, but you're essentially just like stand up entertainers. Um, mm. And it's it's that pressure whether you can perform that and hold yourself to that standard that i guess gets in your head and once you kind of crest that wave and you get over that initial okay no one's here uh that's not a problem people will show up and if they don't i don't care mm -hmm. once you get over that i feel like it it starts to 
come quite smoothly to you. And for what it's worth, I think you're doing a decent job so far. So yeah, yeah definitely keep up what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, certainly the certainly the intention. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'm just very fortunate. You know, I've been able to to make some very solid connections um, and some yeah some genuine friends that have kind of shared their communities with me. And um, you know, I think at least how I feel, I've created quite a unique challenge. You know, I've not seen anything like this before. And whilst the actual like act of fulfilling the challenge isn't all that interesting. Um, it does feel like I've got my own little unique thing in the in in the community. So um, mm. yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Really, but it's not only the one unique thing you have at the moment, uh, is it? Well, There's another one coming, isn't there? Yeah, I suppose there might be. Yeah. Um, Any sneak peeks? Any behind the scenes info you might want to give us? Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. So um, where to start with it, really? Um, well, I mean, what what is it to begin with? <laughs> yeah, so you, um, what you're referring to, I assume, is the the underground shiny circuit. Yes. Um, so uh, this is an idea that was cooked up between myself, um, Hawks Hideout, or Dan Ursade, uh, who is the uh, manager for the Unite Team TTV, and uh, Memory Seven Eight Five, who's sort of a, cl a close friend of uh, Dan's and mine, and obviously circulates in the community. Um, and it just came about because I sent a tweet out after seeing Anubis, who's a, like the data miner, uh, tweet out about the like, Diglett bonus and how it gave you like twice the chance of a shiny. And I was like, you can get lobbies of like 10 people in the underground. Like surely that'd be a sick idea to like get loads of people together and like, you know, shiny hunt or like race between teams or something like that. I thought it'd be really cool. Um, so I put a tweet out about it and it got, you know, little bit of interaction i've got no account on twitter so i'm under no illusion that that was like <laughs> you know kind of what i thought was on like deaf ears which is fine um and then dan or hawk he uh dms me and he goes oh no, no word of a lie i've thought exactly you know exactly the same thing this seems like really cool um and i was like oh okay well fair enough you know if you want to run with that dude like you know i totally back it and he's like do you want to be involved in organizing it and i was like well yeah, I don't see why not. Like, you know, it's just, it might be like a cool little thing to be part of. Um, and then he sends out the most fucking banger tweet I've seen in a while uh, for like a, a creator his size where he just goes, we're making a tournament. This is going to be super sick. Tag, tag all your content creator friends. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is going to be huge. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, if, you don't, if you don't mind me asking, you've got me interested in this because hmm. someone who I speak to, he's doing a, um, a race in the underground, like they're doing teams. I just didn't know if this was the same thing from the same person. Uh, um, could possibly. Potentially. I mean, do, do you have the name of the creator? I can tell you if they're in. <laughs> um, yeah, Chad Ji um, thirty, oh. I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the yeah he's one of the team leaders. Yeah. yeah. Ah yeah. <laughs> so I well, it's good. <laughs> so Chad will be listening to this. And Chad. So I I was in Chad's stream and I said, oh, is your team full? I can join. Considering I got a fucking Dialga and Reggie Rock in one day, maybe you need my luck. <laughs> he was like, oh nah, man, it's full. So Chad, if you're listening to this, fuck you, fuck your team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's interesting that's a small world that is that's fucking mad well yeah i mean the, the reach the reach of this is like far beyond what i thought right was even possible like you know in terms of you know i guess dan is very well connected um you know he's been streaming now for what five years i think um you know i knew him back when i was creating youtube content you know all those years ago mm. um so 
you know he's he's a twitch partner he's you know and all, and all the things that come with that in terms of the people we can reach out to um so yeah i was surprised at how big it is um and yeah it just kind of took off from there really that is absolutely fucking nuts. And by the way, I hope you win. Please beat Chad City. Please beat Chad City. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't remember how they're doing. Um, I, I can't remember if they, I can't remember if they've done their attempt yet or not. Uh, Friday, they said. So I'm assuming they must have at this point. Yeah, let me double check. I'll just see in there. Or possibly not. I don't know. I know they did a full ad stream on Friday, but I'm not too sure if that was the one. I'd imagine that might have been a that might have been a test. I would wager, just because we didn't actually open it up. Oh no, no, they did. Um, they did the you know the island with Riley, the double hunt that you can do. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. doing that. So no, nah, they must not have done it yet, then. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's cool. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a small world. Yeah. No, that is awesome, man. Because not only that, though, it helps a lot of content creators that may be small, may be popular. Because you mm. know what I mean. There's going to be a lot of people involved, a lot of people watching, and there's just going to be a lot of crossed eyes looking at different creators. And um, I think it will overall help boost a lot of people. Obviously, including yourself, Chad, loads of other different people that you know are involved. Man, I'm looking for. Are you going to be streaming that yourself? Yeah, yeah. As it happens, uh, my my team is streaming it uh, tomorrow. Uh, I think we'll, we'll be live from 6.30 p.m. GMT. I, I, that'll I, be the 7th of December for yeah. anyone who's watching this on the 7th or afterwards. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm on a podcast, which probably isn't going to launch like straight off the bat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it normally launches very soon after after yeah. we record them. Uh, yeah. Flobberdosh does a very good job of editing everything together. So uh, if you Thank are listening you, to this, uh, yeah, tune into to the stream on the 7th. Uh, you said at 6.30 uh, BST, did you say? Uh, a GMT, yeah. We have, are we in GMT or BST? I, I think it's I'm, the same thing. British I think, G- time. I, think, I think we're GMT at the moment. I think because it went back, didn't it? Yeah. So BST, I think, is if we go back an hour. I think. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah, never understand it, yeah. time zones. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they just slip right through me. Yeah, mate. Yeah, but, same. Well, I mean, we, we say this tune in, but the problem is a lot of viewers are listening right now, thinking, "Well, this dude's very chill. Um, <laughs> he's got this very unique challenge that we have yet to, you know, yet to see a content creator do." But the real question is, where can we actually find you to to check these out? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I stole that from Onesie. Onesie was waiting to fire that off, mate, and I just I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to throw that one I'm out. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. Um, so yeah, I I go by uh, Troilus on most platforms, but uh, that boy Troilus. Um, so you can find me on Twitch, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Yeah, that's the ones. Um, I do. I'm working on potentially some YouTube content at some point, but it's on a bit of a back burner at the moment. I just want to focus on one creative thing for the time being, but. Those are my handles. Fantastic. Well, same as me, really. To uh, YouTube stuff's going on the back burner for a while, but mm. uh, I do have a new PC coming tomorrow, so uh, mm. that might be able to speed things up. So this will be the last podcast recorded on my old PC. So sad times, but uh, bittersweet memories as we move forward. Oh, <laughs> seven and, <laughs> and if you are lazy and for whatever reason you can't be bothered to type in Troilus's things, all of his information will be down below in the description as per usual. So you've got really no excuse. So uh, definitely <laughs> check that out. Mm-hmm. So uh, brilliant to have a little bit of a chat with you, Troy. But now we've got one very, very difficult question for you. It's probably going to be the most difficult question you've ever had in your entire life. Are you ready for it? Oh, yeah. No, I I know what's coming. Yeah, I'm prepared. You you know what's coming? I do indeed. (laughs) Well, let's hear your answer. What is your ideal meal deal? Now, I'm 
absolutely chuffed to bits that you've asked, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite memory of the trainer lounge? The fucking meal deal question. I was having a listen to uh, Ozzy Mitzi's uh, episode you recorded with him. Like, Shout out um, to Ozzy Mitzi. You can find that one down below. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Um, and, Thanks, Wanda. Thanks, yeah. even more fucking edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I, I didn't realize that Ozzy was uh, was vegan as well, so um, I thought it was quite interesting to to hear his answer um, because I personally I hate the falafel and hummus wraps. Um, oh, controversy! I, yeah, I know. Um, I like you know all power to him if he you know, and it sounds like he's adding some extra sauce to the mix with like the the side mayo. Um, you know, hats off to oh, him. Like... Weapon sauce that he carries <laughs> around with him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but um, yeah, I think. So Tesco do some like pretty posh ones, which are sometimes in the meal deal, sometimes not. But there's like a there's like a hoisin one that they do sometimes, um, which strongly recommend because I just love sweet stuff generally. Um, and then I'd probably hit that up with either a Lucasade orange, which is the only flavor, by the way. Like if you're going to say that Lucasade has any other flavor that's viable, then we're just not going to get on. It's just as simple as that. Fire! Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then just to kind of round it off, would go with the uh, Doritos Chili Heat Wave, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. They kind of always kind of bang. a solid flavor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's the, those those be my go-to. If I'm if I'm like kind of venturing maybe slightly beyond the meal deal aspect, and I'm just kind of thinking, uh, I I just need my standard, you know, main side drink thing. Um, there's like a sweet potato pakora wrap, um, which is kind of spicy, uh, which Tesco do, but is like. I don't know, it's pretty posh. It's not actually in the three pounds. So um, that'd be my go-to. Well, I'm afraid if you don't stick within the boundaries of the three pounds, <laughs> you're disqualified. <laughs> no, I mean, I have, I have tried at least be thankful. The, uh, Sorry, go on, Mons. No, I have tried a couple of the uh, the extra, like, I think they call them like the premium sandwiches and the premium like snack items mm. and the pakora, the... Uh, I've, I've tried the uh, the vegetable one, and they do one with uh, with onion and potato. They're mm. both incredible. So uh, mm. if you are feeling particularly fancy, definitely give them a go. Jamanda, strong. strong recommend. Sorry, ones, you said fancy, so I just had to. Oh, throw the, uh, throw the chat. <laughs> See, I love how like everyone says their meal deal. Ones is just like, yeah, that's cool, man. I say mine. It's 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 linked to a terrorist. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's, com- it's completely fucked. But with that question as well, yeah, it's mad. Everybody loves that question. That's mm. the only reason Chad wants to come on this podcast as well. Ones is that fucking <laughs> question. He's like. Every time I listen, I always think what my answer would be. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? It's like 5% of the podcast, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's like the, the extra chocolatey bit at the end of a Cornetto. It's like the best part. You, you've gone through the amazing, beautiful ice cream, the, the lovely cone, and you just get to this little chocolate diamond at the bottom. That's oh, the, yeah. the I was going to say the question. cone's the best. Yeah, the, the cone's the best. <laughs> yeah, it definitely says it just says a lot about your character, doesn't it? I think like with with how like diverse some of the options are, like you really just do get a feel for what sort of person you're actually like speaking to based on their meal deal. I think. Yeah, and we found out that you're a psychopath, Troy. So thank yeah. you for that one. <laughs> well, I see that one's for free, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, as we said, uh, we'll find all of Troy's links, all of Troy's details in the tweet up on the Trainer Lounge uh, Twitter. And if you're on the link tree, everything will be right there. So uh, make sure you check him out. Fantastic uh, content creator. Really, really sure vibes. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. 
Yeah. yeah, man, thank you for coming on, Try. And obviously, thank you for onesie for getting Try on, because after these guests, I won't fucking be able to get on. Like, Who the fuck are you? I'm like, oh, just some guy, you know, but onesie's the link in all this. So uh, shout out to onesie and Try for that. Yeah, but no, it's, it's been been lovely coming on. Like, you know, I've known Alex for, for years and years now at this point. So mm, ever since was... like 20. God, God bless your fucking God yeah. bless your soul, mate. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Having to know him for that long. <laughs> Uh, everyone <laughs> says that, you know. <laughs> it's the real test of endurance. Being yeah, yeah, it's the, if, if you've lasted nearly 10 years, which I'm coming up to now, fuck me. I've, I've, I've treated through it, man, I swear. <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, now that we've had a little bit of a chat with Troy, uh, let's take it over to Mr. Flobberosh, who can give us all of the Pokemon Go news for the week. So, take it away, my friend. Right, so I haven't got the notes in front of me, so I'm just going to go off the top of the head. But I believe the first topic for this one was the frames boost, right? Yes, so we've had a FPS boost in Pokemon Go. I've got this written in my notes, and I have no idea what you're on about. So can you explain what this right. is? I can. So there was a data mine for Pokemon Go a few weeks back. Um, basically, the data miners always up, uh, data mine the, the upcoming update for the game and always tell people what the features will be before they actually drop. So people can choose to download the APK, you know, beforehand, try and get the features early if Niantic have already flipped the switch. Um, and one of these features was a um, frames per second boost. So for those that really aren't really into gaming, just Pokemon and Pokemon's on the Nintendo Switch and the Switch is the, some of the worst hardware in the fucking world. You won't have a clue hardly what FPS is. So <laughs> um, I think most Switch games run natively 30 frames unless you're in the wild area, then it probably runs at five frames. Um, that's being generous. <laughs> that's being generous. Even fucking Breath of the Wild did better. But um, all the chingling from Legends Arceus with the two frames per second, but I digress. Basically in Pokemon Go, up until now, you've had to run the game based on what Niantic wanted, how what how they wanted you to run it. Whereas now there's an option in the settings of Pokemon Go to allow the game to run based off your phone's power. So the more updated phone you have, the better the game will run. So now my my game runs natively at 60 frames per second, which to give you a comparison is what a game would run on the Xbox Series X and a PlayStation 5. So Pokemon Go is smooth as shit right now. It plays amazing. Like, you don't understand how great it feels to play this game in 60 frames. It's beautiful. It's smooth as butter. Oh, it's a good time, man. It's but a good those time. of you with a dodgy iPhone from about eight years ago are probably not going to be able to have access to that. So, uh, unfortunately well, for you. People with phones that old don't have access to the game. <laughs> Never. Never mind the update. I know Niantic uh, block people off from playing if you've got a certain device. So uh, apologies if that's you, but um, you can't control the cards you're born with, I suppose. Anyway, that's a bit peak. What, what was the next uh, the next <laughs> subtopic? So Pokemon we start Go, have, they've, they've, they've also announced uh, a season of Heritage event. Uh, so do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, there's not really too much to go on with this, to be honest. It's more of a linking with Legends Arceus. Obviously, they have a season event in the game. The last one was Season of Mischief that pretty much revolved around Hooper and Hooper's um, events. Now, this one's the Season of Heritage. It pretty much goes in line with Legends Arceus, you know, with that being, you know, like the heritage of Pokemon and whatnot. And um, it's kind of cool. Again, we're early stages of it. I'm assuming they're going to try and maybe reveal some Pokemon early in Pokemon Go. That will be in Legends Arceus because Pokemon Go has got a huge play base. And uh, why not advertise the upcoming game uh, than in your most popular mobile game? So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. 
And that is something that really bothers me about some of Pokemon's other titles. There is no coordination between the games, but Pokemon Go has consistently put out advertising for all the different games. Uh, they did some BDSP uh, events where they advertised the game on it. They did some uh, doing some Legends Arceus stuff as well at the moment. So they're genuinely giving it a go. Where is Pokemon Unite in all of this? Pokemon Unite has done fuck all. And it really, it's starting to bother a lot of people in the community. I, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a massive, uh -huh. a massive backlash on <laughs> Pokemon Unite social yeah. media right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I speak to uh, Grief GG uh, like quite a bit and um, also like sort of pick up stuff on his like Twitter and stuff. And uh, yeah, I think the general vibe is just like, what are the social media like are people doing? Like, <laughs> um, it just it's at least in my mind, it just seems so simple just to, you know, big up um releases and like, you know, get information out there, interact with the community a bit more. You know, it just gives it just gives it longevity. Mm. It allows it to grow even more and yeah, they're just not not delivering. The one thing that really just... has been pissing people off the most is the fact that there was a Twitch Rivals uh Pokemon Unite event, I mm. believe. Uh, and there was literally no advertisement for it at all. This was a huge event on on Twitch, mm. to, uh, as you'd know being in the space, but like it's a massive event when any game gets put into Twitch Rivals to have anything there, mm. and Pokemon Unite did nothing for it. No advertisement whatsoever, no kind of acknowledgement, and they've just let this, this chance go completely wasted, mm. and that's really bothered a lot of people as well. Yeah, understandably. I mean, it was sponsored by Samsung. Like All, exactly. of, the, all of the players were given like the new fold was it three or something was it um yeah something like no, that it was a really big deal like it mm. wasn't like you know uh him scrimbo blimblo from down the road has just organized some kind of event it was mm. freaking Samsung. Scrimbo, blimbo. yes mate scrimbo bimblo <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was a proper big event and they've just completely let it go by like how could you miss that mm. yeah i mean like even content creators like A Driver coming at them. Um, and it actually makes me laugh, to be fair. Like, sometimes I click on, like, we will go into United in a second, just the updates. Like, I think that's the next topic, right? It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can quickly blast over that if you really want me to. It's only a one minute thing. It's hardly a lot. Yeah, go for it. So, what's, yeah, what's United so, got coming to it? So, first of all, Pokemon United has passed over 50 million um, downloads as of, as of this week. And despite the problems it's had, just like Pokemon Go, although the fan base arguably hates it more than anything, <laughs> um, it still continues to do well, kind of representative of Pokemon in general. Um, so, yeah, it's 50 million downloads. It's done well. They're rewarding players with 2,000 iOS tickets by um, after the 9th of December until the 31st of January. And on the 9th, where the up, the new update is coming, they are um, adding, is it Tessarina? Tessarina. Tessarina. Yes. Serena to the game. Um, no, not the anime girl from X and Y, the fucking grass Pokemon. For those that are, that's why I did the T, just in case motherfuckers were confused. But yeah, so yeah, but AJ's been um been trolling them. So they put the uh they put out the trailer for the, the new Pokemon coming on the night for Serena, mm. and um they'd done it like 24 hours after the Japanese Twitter account, A-Drive just commented, like, have you only just woke up? We knew about this 24 hours ago. <laughs> and everyone's everyone's tweeting him, like, oh, don't be horrible. The human beings with feelings. Oh, shut up, you fucking idiots. They're, they're an organisation and a business. Look after your product. Do you know what I mean? But, um, but, yeah. They need to get themselves on the Slack board. They need to get some kind of, you know, 
coordination between things. They should have this kind of stuff already, you know, they should have it scheduled on TweetDeck already. That This stuff shouldn't just be randomly tweeted last minute. It, they should be organising this and it's it's bothering Do you know what I think they could have done? Do you know what I think they could have done, boys? Right? Whether you disagree or agree. I think the way they could have made a banging Pokemon come to the game, right? They could have added um, his Syrian Zorok. Yes. Imagine. That would have been Imagine. the perfect mm. thing to do. It's a tie-in with Legends Arceus. It would promote the games between the two, and you could do some kind of promotion between the two. That, that's how you should be doing it. Pokemon's such a big franchise. It's got all of these multi, multi-layered multi products within it. You've got Masters, you've got Unite, you've got the main series, you've got Go, you've got Cafe Mix at the moment, you've got the anime. You should be using all of those to promote between them because the fan bases for each one are so different. But... Uh, Using his Syrian Zorok as a character in Unite would have been fantastic. It would have been like the perfect way to do it. They're just missing trick after trick. It's starting to bother me, man. What's um before we obviously wrap this segment up, I want to ask Troy, hmm. what's your opinion on Unite? Have you played it? Do you play it? What what's your current thoughts or feelings? Uh yeah, I played it quite a bit when it came out. Um I got to master and kind of hovered around like twelve hundred, eleven hundred MMR. Hmm. Um so not not anything particularly like too mental um and was quite interested in like some of the tournament stuff and obviously i follow like ttv and like all their sort of tournament goings um yeah i quite i think i enjoy watching it a lot more than kind of playing it these days but um i think i think the game obviously started well but has been quite buggy um it doesn't seem to me that they have like the kind of community manager team that i would have expected for a game its size um Mm. You know, I, I used I used to play Raid Shadow Legends quite. Prolific. Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah, I, I used to play quite a lot. I was like quite quite. We're not sponsored, and, by the way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, do, do want to make that clear? Not sponsored, but I did play it quite a lot. Um, and there were a lot of community managers that would be speaking to some of the bigger creators about what the game needed, and you know, them sort of implementing changes around that. Um, and it just doesn't seem to be the same interaction, um, which seems like an interesting choice. I would say for a game that potentially is looking to go into having a competitive scene and, you know, have a little bit of longevity. I'd I'd say it it actually rivals Pokemon Go's launch because the first six months to the year of that game was bare bones. There was nothing. The Mm. first big update come out on Christmas, six months after the game came out. So it's kind of interesting. Again, you know, a lot of people are jumping to the, but Pokemon Unite's dead. It's not fucking dead. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's in its first, it's in its infancy phase. So, you know, I still think it has a future, but they kind of need to act <laughs> and act quickly. Um, ones, yeah, before we close this off, are there any updates on this whole Frozen thing you were talking about? Because I did try to find it, but um, I wasn't successful. I, I just didn't know where to look. It's kind of what, sorry? You know, when you said that something happened with Tencent? And, oh, uh, yes. So uh, Tencent, uh, I believe at the moment, they're being audited by the Chinese government. Mm. Uh, I I mentioned it in the last podcast. Um, They've been banned from updating their apps. Uh, I'm not sure if that ban uh, extends outside of China. I I haven't been able to find any information on that. There's literally nothing available. Uh, I've seen a couple of videos on the subject, but no one's had any more information. But Tencent... uh, basically under investigation at the moment and they're being forced to comply with the the government in china uh 
which has so it suspended seems to be okay that. though, right? Sorry, sorry, bro. I was gonna say it mm. seems to be okay outside of China, though, right? With like obviously with this uh, to Serena, um, um, sorry, update and everything well, the, else. The problem, the problem is that they were already in the code. They'd already been put into the game when this was ah. announced. So there's two things here. A, either it doesn't affect outside of uh, China. It doesn't uh, affect anything in the West, and they're going to be able to update it as they please. Um, or B, they literally already had those in the pipeline and it's just the last dregs of content before they end up having to stop everything <laughs> for a while. So time will only tell, but the game is, it's stumbling. It, it started off jogging. Uh, it's tripped over a rock uh, and it's trying to gain its balance before falling flat on its face. Only time will tell to see whether it turns into Quop or turns into Usain Bolt. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, what was you going to say, Troy? Um, as far as I'm aware, uh, Pokemon Unite isn't actually available to play in China. Oh, is it not? Um, one of my friends who lives, who's been living out there for like four or five years um, can't actually play it um, because it's not actually allowed there. Um, really? Yeah. So I don't know whether it's they've done like potential regional releases or you know whether there's something else going on there. But to my knowledge, I don't think actually anyone in China can play it anyway. So it's interesting that you mentioned about the like updates and stuff because I would wager like that probably just means that they can't they will never be accessible in China potentially. Mm, so they... I mean Pokemon Go still hasn't no right. I mean I think mm. I believe that's in its phases of going to China. They're sorting out the details, but they're, they're so strict. They're mm. so fucking strict. So I've just I've just had a quick uh, a quick search to find out exactly what the situation was. Um, Tencent apps were violating user rights and data protection. Mm -hmm. um, so they've been banned from basically doing anything Tencent have for the past four months back in China, but it's mm -hmm. only just came out that um, like they, they've actually found a, a result to the investigation. So for the past four or five months, Tencent haven't been able to do any like new apps. People could still download existing Tencent apps, but whether or not the investigation started before or after Pokemon Unite is strange, but mm. either way, Tencent's in trouble in China. Mm. Yeah, and, and with that being said, I personally think that that's the worst of their um, the least of the problems. I feel like they should be getting done for charging people nearly fucking forty pound for a nine tail skin. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's another topic, and all the other skins that are coming out and all this load of bollocks. But um, I think, I don't know if any of you boys got anything else to say to you. No, I, I personally couldn't give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> I think we should probably make a new segment before we do anything else. But once, um, what's the next on the list? I think we need to talk about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, and we have to have our weekly glitch update, it seems. <laughs> of course, of course, we've had a library of glitches at this point. Before we do though, Troy, have you got BDSP? Have you played it? Do you intend to? What, what's what's the uh, what's the sitch with you with this game? Yeah, I do. I've played it. I played it quite a lot. Um, I I've got through the main story and have been like doing as most people have been doing, like radar hunting and kind of exploring the underground and that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good. I think I've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Pokemon formula. Can't really go wrong. Can't really go mm. wrong. I mean, everyone knows me. One's his thoughts at this point. We've, we've been speaking about this <laughs> since February, so uh, we don't need to go over on that. But um, yeah, so I think, I believe the first update was there's been an actual update patch in the game, right, Ones? Yes, patch 1.1.2, which has patched several of the glitches from the games that basically forced the speedrunning community to get the game down to like 15 minutes 
which was absolutely crazy. But yes, they've patched out a bunch of the glitches, uh, including the cloning glitch. And um, oh, there's a couple more that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but they've they've patched out a significant amount of glitches, uh, which is good news, but also kind of bad news because those glitches were already in the game. People had, had already started to find them and have fun with them. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about you know glitches in games and stuff? Um, I'll let you, I guess. No, no, I was going to say, I'll let you talk about this anyway, because I need to think. Yes. Um, I think glitches in games are almost like quintessential, really. I feel like... So especially when you look at like the speedrunning community and like how prolific they are at like finding glitches or bugs that they can kind of um, exploit for yeah completing the game quickly or or things like that. I think when when the glitches are that game breaking, um, and I, I don't even just mean all of the kind of like the whole menu storage stuff, but just generally duping items like master balls or. Um, you know, being able to clone Pokemon, um, it kind of like, especially when a large part of what they want to do is to encourage people to play online and either battle or like trade, it just kind of, I don't know, I think from their point of view, it probably looks like it devalues a lot of the stuff that people achieve within their game. Um, and like, you know, everyone and everyone and their mother pretty much is, you know, used the, a glitch of some kind whilst it was kind of active, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think it's also, you know, if if there's a chance that it corrupts a like save file or you know makes a game unplayable, I think it, you know it's the kind of company's prerogative to step up and actually do something about that. Yeah, I think the soft lock they they definitely needed to be to be glitched. Candice's gym uh, mm. has been patched out, obviously, which is really good. Mm. Are you doing yeah. <laughs> so, I was on Chad's stream and um, I said to him, he was doing the uh, Candice gym. Oh, I said, no. Oh, no. I said, try to do the uh, just quickly try to do the um, speed run tactic. He said, what's that? I said, literally, just go forward on the ice. He did it, and he instantly got to Candice. It was fucking hilarious. Like, mm. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, thought, you, I thought you were going to do the, what's the seventh gym leader's name? I can't remember. <laughs> These <nuts. laughs> uh, Okay, okay. I, I may as well share my thoughts on this one. Yeah, if go, you don't for mind. It, go for it. So, uh, I mean, two minds. First of all, um, if okay, this, this might piss off a lot of people. Actually, I, I couldn't give a fuck if it does. To be fair, if if any of the speedrun community are annoyed about them patching glitches, that that's that's unfortunately Crimea River. The fact of the matter is, for you to hope a game's broken so you can qu finish the game quicker to me is a ridiculous prospect. It really fucking is. So to me, that don't bother me. And again, I agree with Troy on the aspect that I believe I, I, not that Troy said specifically you believe that cloning should be patched, but I believe it should have because again. You know, imagine hunting for a shiny Dialga like I did and then cloning it fucking 900 times and send it, sending it to everyone. It really devalues that hunt. Speaking of which, we're now doing a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I mean, if Wanzi wants to, feel free. Um, fuck that, it's too much work. Um, <laughs> but but um, I, I didn't do any of the glitches. Number one, uh, fun fact, I have a phobia of glitches. I can't do them. Um, the glitches legit scare me. I don't like them. Um, I've always had a phobia of like going under the map in a game. It just creeps me out. I don't oh, know why. Clipping through the map, yeah. It, it's, it's always been a thing for me when games crash. Do you remember on the old Game Boy Advance, you'd be playing and you'd knock your cartridge and you'd hear, mm. like, 
that used to just that that was horror for me. I can't do glitches. I'm legit scared of them. So I didn't do any of them anyway. But to me, that don't bother me. I, I believe that's good news. Fix your fucking game. Do you know what I mean? It was clearly broken to be launched with. But my issue is the glitches that aren't patched. So so they are fun glitches for some people, right? But you patch the glitches that people have fun with, but you don't patch the glitches that annoy people. That confuses me. Mm-hmm. So which ones haven't that, they patched? So for those that don't know, soft resetting on, um, as I'm sure Troy would know as well, soft resetting on the Switch is a fucking nightmare on any Pokemon game. It doesn't matter what Pokemon game, really. It's about a 50-second launch for most games. Um, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl have a 15-second black screen um, when you load up the game. So if you don't have patience, you might have thought that your Switch had crashed. But it's a 15-second black screen, and that fucking shit adds up over time. It really fucking does, and it's really annoying. There's no need for it to be there. Sword and Shield was not this bad. Let's Go was not this bad. But for whatever reason, this game has got a 15-second black screen at the start of the game, and then it loads up with the whole Game Freak logo and whatnot. That's one of them. So that hasn't been patched. Second thing that hasn't been patched is the coding for the Poke Radar. So for those that don't know, every 10, um, every 10 you get in a chain you get an IV Pokemon. So on the 10th chain, you'd get a one IV Pokemon. Now the code, it's meant to be every chain after that until 20, you'd get a one IV. But currently it's broken. So you only get the high IV Pokemon on them specific chains. So 10, 20, 30, and 40. You don't get um, IVs in between that, if you know what I'm saying. So between chain 30 to 40, you presumably get three IV Pokemon, but it only works on 30 and 40. So... That's a glitch that still hasn't fucking been patched. Um, the and the I'd say th- this is not really a glitch, but it's just unfinished content. Like the WTS, the uh, Wonder Trade Station, it is not in the game. It still hasn't been added to the game. Like, and it's meant to be a key feature that's advertised. The Union Room that's meant to hold up to what, like, fifteen people? That still hasn't been changed. The 20-minute timer that has plagued fucking Pokemon games since... I mean, ones you'd know more than me. Don't even get me still? started on the 20-minute timer. Don't <laughs> when, did it, when did it begin, though? When so did it begin? In Sword and Shield... Um, actually, no, I believe it was Let's Go. Um, Let's Go introduced the 20-minute timer, but it made sense for that game because yeah. there was no items, um, and I believe there was no abilities. I might, I might be wrong on that, but... Um, no, there, that, was a, there was there was abilities. Yeah, there was abilities. Well, there was no items though either. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the main takeaway. Because like items, there was no focus sash, there was no leftovers, and there was a significantly lower amount of Pokemon. And the battles ran a lot quicker. They were super smooth. They were slick. So it kind of made a bit more sense because there was less Pokemon. There was only like two stall Pokemon in the game, and that was one of them was Chansey, and the other one was Snorlax, which isn't really a stall Pokemon anyway. Wait, can, I, um, can I apologize? Sorry, there are no held items. I'm so sorry. I got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, like, yeah. there are abilities, but no held items. I, I, that's that's it. But like, the, the battles were faster anyway, so a 20 minute timer kind of made sense. Um, but then they moved out over to Sword and Shield, brought all the items back, brought all of the stally Pokemon like Toxapex and bloody Skarmory and Corviknight, and they just kept the 20 minute timer, which I don't know if you've ever played an online battle on Sword and Shield. You could just stall out the 20 minute timer with a Blissey by just clicking protect one turn and soft boil the next. You could just literally easily win a game like that. It's ridiculous. It's not enough time to, to play a match. 
it's it's stupid and there are a lot of competitive people and actual content creators that decided they were going to speak about it and basically make a there was a hashtag hashtag bring back 60 minute timer or something bring back the wi-fi timer pokey aim duncan can't die uh callum hoodlum callum like a bunch of people they all got involved on it and made a big thing and they passed it around it got hundreds of thousands of retweets and people tweeting it out pokemon was that the please ilka thing or was that that's the new one that that's the (laughs) new one oh yeah yeah okay okay okay. so the sword and shield that that hashtag just died they didn't do anything about it they didn't bring it back so the wi-fi community had to literally go out of their way to create bits of software that you could connect up to a lan timer so you could change the timer manually in-game. I've done Draft League battles. I've done Draft League on Sword and Shield. It's a pain in the ass to set up. The connection isn't stable because you're connecting to a piece of software, which then connects you to a LAN thing. So it's like adding a middleman that messes up the connection. Uh, And even then, you still only have access to a chess timer, which still isn't ideal. So it's kind Wait, of... Rich. Can, I ask, can I ask you a question one, sorry, before you... Yeah, just because sure, sure, it, sure. elaborate, it elaborates on your points. First of all, I just want to say, you are also right again. There is no abilities. Just before Timmy and his fucking mum comment on <laughs> send me a tweet. All right, yes, you're always no, bloody right. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know. I, I just wanted to double check because I thought, I thought I was wrong. I was looking back thinking, wait, no, Pikachu definitely didn't have static. The second question is... Is this a problem that plagues VGC at all? Because I don't know. I actually, I'm a shiny hunter. I'm not a competitive player. So it's funny that you mentioned that because single battles in Sword and Shield and by extension, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, uh, they actually, like VGC double battles, have a 60-minute timer. <laughs> That's a troll. That's it's, a troll. It makes no sense. It's it's almost backwards. The format where you can only bring four <laughs> out of six and you have two on the field at once, so the battles are twice as quick. That has yeah. a timer that's three times as long as the format, which takes longer. It's it's stupid. It's it's just backwards logic, and it's it's meant that Wi-Fi battles have completely stopped on YouTube. There are a few people that are doing them. Pokeyame's done a few recently, but even he's been complaining, saying that the timer is ridiculous. And it's just Wolfie as well, right? Wolfie's yeah, Wolfie been complaining. All of like any prominent content creator that does Wi-Fi content and competitive Pokemon content, they a now only do their content exclusively on Showdown unless they're doing VGC, um, or b they've made complaint videos about it. It's just. It's nonsensical, man. It really bothers me. I, I don't know. Troy, I'm not sure if you've done any uh, draft league or anything in a while, because that, that's how we initially met. We did mm-hmm. some draft league stuff. I'm not sure if you've played in a while, but what do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't have any kind of first-hand experience. I kind of um, I think I tried to get back into draft league like a year or so ago, but I was kind of too rusty and just got super salty after my first loss, so I just bailed out of it like straight away. <laughs> That's um, every every draft league battle ever. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no I haven't so I haven't really battled in um BDSP and I don't think I'm going to but I think when so much of like the singles community relies on that timer to actually be effective to just have fun in that in that kind of style and especially those content creators who kind of rely on a functional timer to create the content that they're known for like you know i think i do wonder i do wonder like what's the motivation behind having such a short timer for that but a longer timer for the official format 
it seems to me that there's i don't know maybe some deliberate intention behind restricting that um but i don't know it's, it's kind of what, hard to say what's that meme um you guys probably know um i can't think of the actor's name but he's hanging and he's like looking at him smiling saying first time or something what's that meme now oh, i can't remember oh. what, i can't remember what it's from sounds familiar yeah, probably... but i can't i can't place it like like oh uh, first time question mark you know kind of thing like mm-hmm. and what this reminds me of and i bring this up for a reason is i feel like vgc players have been you know they've been pissed off for a good number of years now um mm-hmm. since this whole thing we let's go but shine hunters are slowly getting there too with the lack of shiny methods and the broken methods and whatnot mm-hmm. and like it just reminds me i, I could just imagine, like ones you must feel like i'm getting pissed off about shiny hunting but he's been pissed off about vgc for years or just the <laughs> vgc specifically but um you know yeah, about- competitive and the online <laughs> yeah yeah, competitive, yeah i've, yeah, I've been yeah, pissed so. off about that since sword and shield bro <laughs> first time mate <laughs> But like first time. How, uh, how much are you getting paid? Ten thousand. I'm only getting five thousand. You guys are getting paid. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You, you guys are getting the uh, Wi-Fi connection. Um, <laughs> see, I thought the originally when Troy just said what was the motivation. I actually originally thought the, the motivation was because of how shit the Nintendo Switch connection is. But then them having sixty minutes on VGC, that's clearly not not the fucking problem. So. It's back, and, and as you've just said, ones it is absolutely backwards. You've got again, as you've just said, it's four, isn't it? Right in VGC, yes, it's 2v2, but there's four. Well, you can got, bring four Pokemon, so it's four. Yeah, so four in a team, and yeah, you've got the two out in front. And as you've just said, that would arguably go quicker than uh, I don't know, it's backwards. And wouldn't you have to? develop two timers for that isn't that more coding work why don't you just keep it a universal 60 minutes timer or do what i've said on the podcast before and make a specific nintendo switch pokemon battling game where people can do the tournaments and all of their battles and maybe transfer pokemon onto there from pokemon home to build up teams and stuff i've always revolution yeah something Mm -hmm. like that Yeah. And then that way, then you haven't got to worry about your ma- your next main games not having competitive because you've already got a game that's constantly being updated, adding all the new parts. I just think it's a no brainer, personally. But feels yeah. like it would save a lot of hassle for them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that. There is that. But is there anything else on BDSP before we fucking <laughs> talk uh, about timers with this yeah, timer going down? Just, just quickly. Speaking of timers, have have any of you two watched a speed run of BDSP? Uh, I can't. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's fucking boring. Um, I've watched like in the intro to one. I haven't watched like a full one through just yet. Um, but because it just it, it's a lot of like menu manipulation and stuff, I guess, and like very precise. Are we talking glitched? Are we talking like any? Sorry, try to interrupt. Are we talking yeah, like we're talking any percent? Any percent. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it definitely interests me. Like, I'm I'm always fascinated by like what people can do with a game, like what you know, within the parameters <laughs> of like what how the game exists. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's exactly like I was absolutely curious as well the first time mm. I saw. It's like, oh, people have completed the game in 20 minutes. What the hell? Mm. That, that's wild. So I went to watch one. Uh, it's fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the most dead speed runs I've ever seen in my life. Make shiny hunting fun, and that's saying something because shiny hunting, as as me and I've already said, without added distractions and things to watch and things to listen to. Oh, oh man, I can't, I can't see. I watched it. I watched um, what's his, what's his name? Um, yeah, Worcester. Uh, reminds me of the source, but um, <laughs> it, 
But he did one. And I did watch it at first. I thought, oh, fucking hell, this game's broken. But then when he did the updated one, I think the first one was like sub 30. Then it went, what, sub 20, then fucking 13 minutes. Like At that point, I'm just like, I'm not, I don't care. Nothing against him. Fair play to him for breaking it to the point where, you know, you, you can get through the game in less than a fucking Simpsons episode. But hmm. I, I just... I don't find it that fun to watch. It's to be funny honest. that you can now get through a copy of Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl without encountering another trainer. Mm. It, it, it's, it's what you said once um, with Masuda going to the Elka headquarters, just punching them up 151 times. <laughs> <laughs> Fix this game. <laughs> I guarantee they're going to bring 151 patches to this game just to please the bloke. At that point, I don't think anything else fucking will. But is there anything else on that? Because, um, funnily enough, we, we have uh, got some talk about Game Freak coming up. I think it's time we talk about some Game Freak stuff. Uh, Troy, how how are you feeling about a certain other Pokemon game that's coming out uh, next year? <sighs> Mate, I am tentative. Um, I think... I was, I was actually... Do you know what? I was speaking about this over the weekend. I had a friend down um, who I see every sort of every few months, and he was he was saying uh, about it. We're actually in a... This is a bit of a tangent, but we're in a uh, a video game review league, so it's kind of works the same way as like a fantasy football, but for games that come out in a particular year. So you have a set amount of money that you put towards games to build up your roster for how how you think they're going to do. Um, so we do talk a lot about games that release. That's such a good year. idea. That is it's, that is such a crazy idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I strongly recommend it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been going for like a few years now. Um, it's called Fantasy Critic. If you're interested, um, I'll definitely look that up after. So it's the games that do on, games yeah. that you think will do well sales wise. Sorry, or just like Metacritic store score. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Via um, they do theirs via Open Critic. It's the one that they use. Um, but that doesn't seem that, that doesn't tend to be too different from Metacritic. But yeah, it's their review scores that will kind of score them. That's so um, wild. And, I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's it's been a lot of fun this year. This is the first year we've done it. Um, but funnily enough, because um, I picked up Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl before it was actually confirmed and released for this year, um, as a kind of almost willing it into existence. Obviously, next year we're thinking, okay, well, what's Arceus going to look like? And to be honest, like people will buy it and people will enjoy it. But they've been very specific about their marketing to kind of build it up to be this like open world experience. Um, but it just seems like a variation on Monster Hunter to me. Like, well, they've, they've admitted that. Yeah, mm, they've admitted that. Um, which I, I mean, I played Monster Hunter Rise. I've got like two hundred hours in that. I think. Yeah, um, I've got about the same. Yeah, and expecting to play the PC launch um, as well. So I'm excited for that. So I think. I'm tentative. I'd, I'd like it. I'd like it to be good. Um, I think most people would like it to be good because it's venturing away from the standard format. And unfortunately, you know, generally the games don't have exactly a hundred percent hit rate when they do venture off the the main arcs. But um, yeah, I'd like to think it's going to be at least playable. <laughs> I should hope so. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear me. I, I think that's a lot of people's problems with uh, Pokemon at the moment. It's just the same story being told over and over again um, mm -hmm. with very little variation. And I think people are starting to realize that it's a little bit... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's a little bit kind of hollow in a way. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to play something a little bit different. 
But uh, speaking of Legends Arceus, there have been a few extra data mines and a few extra leaks coming out from our good friend, the Chinese Riddler. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with any of the the leaks yourself, Troy. Uh, have you seen any of them? Uh, I can't say that I have. Um, I think I've just been so like wrapped up in BDSP stuff that I haven't really sort of taken a gander. But I'm, yeah, more than more than happy to uh, if you want to go through them. Yeah, absolutely. So we will uh, we'll do just that. Uh, I know a lot of people are funny about spoilers, so this is your official spoiler warning. If you don't want to know what's going on in the game, turn away now. Uh, and if you don't, then do so at your own your own peril. Um, but yes. Can I can I make a bold statement just cool. to uh, that goes along with Roy's opinion of how well how he feels about the game currently? Go for it. Yeah, of course. Um, now, for those that have listened to the podcast for quite a while and you're a regular listener, I do seem quite the uh, pessimist when it comes to Pokemon <laughs> games. Um, I, I constantly trash them because I want better. Um, a lot of people believe I don't. I fucking hate the games. I don't hate the games. I fucking buy them. That says something, right? I, I'm going to make a statement right now. Um, this could haunt me. Uh, what this time next month? Because it's weird. To, once he says next year, and like it's weird saying next year because it's literally a month away. Obviously, I know it is. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say this right now. It's going to surprise a lot of people. But um, feel free to troll me, or I'll hold my own. I believe Legends Arceus will be one of the greatest Pokemon games ever made. <clears throat> I'm, saying Interesting. I'm saying that right now but the reason why is why onesie is about to go into yes so we've had some uh some lovely lovely leaks from our good friend the chinese riddler we spoke about a lot of them last time uh but there's been a few more um the chinese riddler has apparently actually played the game which i'm not sure what kind of state it would be in i'm not sure if it would <laughs> even be playable it might just be like a <laughs> Really, really. Cool. Sorry, ones. I have to say something because this will make you laugh. And he also called Centro a cunt. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's blocked Centro leaks on Twitter. But every time he puts a tweet, they also tweet it out as if it's theirs. And then after, after like a thread, they'll put in a tweet saying, "Oh, uh, sourced by um, Q Riddler or whatnot." But someone tweeted Riddler and was just like, "Oh, why do Centro keep fucking taking your leaks?" And he said something like. At the end, it just said cunts. They <laughs> 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 just throw it there. But go on, sorry. Fantastic. Oh but yes, the Riddler has apparently played the games and has had the following things to say about them. He has said that the game are actually hardcore. They are very difficult Pokemon games. They are the first hardcore Pokemon games we've had since uh, Diamond and Pearl themselves. Uh, Resources are very difficult to come by, so it will be quite grindy. You will have to go out and find resources to find Pokeballs, uh, and you'll have to use them in very clever ways. Otherwise, you'll just find yourself going back for more. Uh, they're apparently the longest main series Pokemon games ever, which is a shout, considering we've had some very long ones in the past. Like, Yeah, it's, it's longer than 13 minutes, so that's good. Yeah, I'm at 13 and a half here, mate. Oof. <laughs> might actually be able to, to watch a, a, something on Netflix in the background for once. <laughs> but yes, uh, you will have to buy item slots as well in order to progress the game. So things will open up to you. It is pseudo open world in that sense where you do have to unlock things to continue. Um, but at the same time, it's more in the Monster Hunter vein where you'll unlock new areas as you go rather than just being able to go to everywhere at once. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, 
the game, the, uh, the game is very grindy and you'll have to find a lot of resources to craft Pokeballs. Uh, and the filling your inventory happens very quickly, just like it does in Monster Hunter. So if you've played Monster Hunter, once you kill a, a monster, you have to stand there, press the A button and get some resources off of them. And you only have limited space for resources in your bag. So you'll have to go and do the same mission over and over and over again in order to get the items to create weapons and armor to continue. This game is apparently going to be very similar to that in terms of creating Pokeballs uh, and finding new Pokemon and increasing your inventory space. So for those like myself and Troy who have played and loved Monster Hunter Rise, uh, you'll probably enjoy it in that sense. Uh, but mm. for those of you who are used to a more casual Pokemon experience, you might get turned away a bit by it. Uh, and one of my favorite things uh, that I've noticed, which was a real big fan favorite, one of the few good things that people thought about Pokemon Let's Go, Shiny yep. Pokemon are returning in the overworld, which shiny hunters like yourselves, I can imagine this is pretty exciting news. Yeah, that's kind of huge. I mean, that was one of the things that like was, I guess, somewhat disappointing about the underground specifically. Um, I don't know about you, Gaz, but like for me, yeah, I yeah. think they just had they had all the facilities there to include that and just decided not to. Um, which I think. It's funny you mention that because, sorry to interrupt you, Troy. I, I just want to add on to your point with that. I, I actually took an L with this. So um, before the game came out like a week, obviously, you know, people had copies of it, were playing it, whatever. Somebody had an image of like a shiny crowbar following them. Now the overworld sprites are the exact same of the ones that follow you, the exact same animations. So in my head, if you can have a shiny Pokemon in the overworld following you, you could have one in the underground. So I said a shout that I do believe underground Pokemon will be overworld shinies because that I believe that would have added an amazing element to BDSP. I feel mm. like a lot more people would have liked it. Um, what, what's your opinion on that though? I think, yeah, hundred percent. I think for shiny hunters, especially, um, you know, when, when you have things that slow down your encounters so much, whether that's the friendship mechanic or, you know, just, just general encounters anywhere, I think they can last what, like maybe like 20, 25 seconds, wherever it is like, you can avoid that just by seeing the overworld shiny and then interacting with it. You know, I think I don't know. That just that just creates a way better experience. I think. Yeah. Um, absolutely, but, absolutely. Yeah. I've said my funnest. What one of my most um, like I'd say Pokemon Let's Go. I, I, I clown on it for a game as a Pokemon game, and I, mm. I will not. I will never call the game a main series game. I don't care if Joe Merrick or Pokemon or anyone wants to say it is. It is not a main series game in my eyes, but. <laughs> I would be lying if I said the game isn't goated for shiny Pokemon because mm -hmm. they, they, it's fucking phenomenal, man. Truthfully. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's one of my favorite shiny hunting experiences. Uh, my, my favorite shiny hunting game, funnily enough, was X and Y, but that's... Yeah, that's, that's number one. That's mm -hmm. number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there were so that's many different one. methods and so many different ways you could do it. You could. I, I just loved the the aspect of the... Uh, what did you call them? The, uh, the little hidden areas that you got from your friend safari that was it mm. oh that was amazing that was one of my That's favorites one in a hundred shiny odds Mwah. Mwah. Mm. beautiful um but yeah let's go was a very close second um it's also the only game besides pokemon go but community day and stuff but uh, it's the only game that my partner has managed to get a shiny in so mm. that's pretty cool if you're getting my my casual partner to be able to get a shiny by actually shiny hunting then you're doing something right uh, but the fact that this is returning to Legends Arceus, hopefully, is going to be quite big for the scene because 
as long as the, the actual main series game is, it, it doesn't have to even be good. It just has to be passable. As long as you can get through to the end with a decent shiny hunting method, the game will have longevity. And I mm -hmm. think it will last quite long. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed they can carry that and um, actually, yeah, you can create something that the community is going to sort of take up. Sounds positive though. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely positive. Uh, another positive that we might potentially have, uh, we might have some extra new Pokemon. Uh, I'm not sure if I should be saying this, but I'm going to... These anyway. are confirmed. I mean, these are confirmed by Riddler at this point. Well, so I, I will say... Confirmed ones in you don't need to. In air quotes. If this is uh, frowned upon a clown down and it turns out not to be true, at onesie, do not at... No, at Flubberdash. <laughs> don't have me, mate. <laughs> no, uh, at at uh, or at Trainer Lounge, I'll deal with the backlash. But everything the Riddler has said up until now has been true, 100% everything you said and um i think these are pretty safe bets but uh onesie please do go ahead yes this is your official spoiler warning if you don't want any of the following information spoiled to you and this goes for you as well troy uh, <laughs> feel free to mute yourself for the next five minutes no it's <laughs> um, all good dude I'm, I'm, i don't mind spoilers it's, it's fine fantastic well you have been warned so <laughs> the following pokemon new forms that we have had we've had word deer we've had cleaver we've had basculine these, these are new pokemon by the way not forms because you got these, the forms yeah, these are new yeah, pokemon sorry, yeah. uh we've had word deer cleaver and basculine there is apparently also going to be the following a sneasel evolution which is poison fighting which i believe we've already seen a screenshot of it blacked out from one of the uh, japanese leaks a while ago the climbing uh, pokemon the right climbing pokemon we yeah, believe yeah, that yeah. is going to be the sneasel evolution there is also going to be a Quillfish evolution, which was hinted at in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. In the Canalave mm -hmm. library, as we mentioned uh, last week with uh, Kuro Blitz, there is a new book that has been added to the Canalave library in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which mentions Manaphy, the Sea Prince, being uh, basically spoken to by a trainer and assisted by that trainer's friends, one of which is a, and I quote this, a Quillfish with really long spikes. So uh, they kind of hinted at something there. We like that kind of uh, cross-relation between the games. That's a big thumbs up from me. Mm. Yes, we're going to be getting a Quillfish Evolution, which is Poison and Dark. We're also going to be getting an Ursa Ring Evolution, which is Normal and Ground. And we're also going to be getting a new Genie Pokemon to go with uh, alongside Tornadus, Landorus, and Thunderous, uh, which is going to be Fairy and Flying type. So what do you think of those, boys? Well, I'm trying, mate. Yeah. Um, I think Quillfish is nice, no, great because I quite like Quillfish. I think it's a cool little Pokemon, and having like an evolution for that, I think it's quite nice. Um, it's so the thing is for me is at the moment is it's so difficult to like look at these as like mainstays for the for the main series games because the like because it's an offshoot and because it's based in a time which is like far before when any of the main series games are set. I'm just wondering whether they'll actually end up featuring in like in the main series games, whether they will be transferable or whether we'll actually get to see them in like a different environment. Um, I think they will. Yeah. I mean, sorry to interrupt. I'll just say, mm. you know, Pokemon, they, they have that weird law, don't they, where they can just shoehorn everything in. Oh, everybody found weird there. And now it suddenly started showing up in other regions. It's some mm. bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it may well be, it may well end up being that. And yeah, they, you know, and they do end up in the in the main series games, but yeah, I mean, from the sounds of it, that's one pretty cool. Um, I kind of like I like the poison fighting type because I th think that's 
I might be forgetting an Ultra Beast, but that sounds unique to me. You are forgetting a non-Ultra Beast. One of my favorite Pokemon, Toxic Rogue. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. But apart from Toxic Rogue, I believe it would be the only poison fighting. So uh, mm. uh, you, you, get a, you get a C plus. I'll let C you off this one. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> what about Fairy Flying? Oh, wait, Togekiss. We've had that. And mm. Togekiss. Yeah. We've had Togekiss, indeed. But another yeah. Fairy Flying Genie, as long as it... My hope for this one is it's something that completely and utterly shuts down Landorus Therian because I hate that Pokemon with a passion. <laughs> but then it just becomes the new Landorus Therian. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that, true. It has to be amazing. It, its ability is literally just called No You. Uh, yeah. And it just says Landorus Therian immediately dies if this Pokemon is on the field, but then it loses to everything else. That would be like ideal for me. Just something I could run to say, screw you, go away. <laughs> but yes, alongside these new Pokemon, we've also got some new forms. Uh, we've already had the ones that have already been announced, such as Zerua and Zorork, which are normal and ghost. We're going to be having the Growlithe line as well, which uh, are both fire and rock. Uh, and we've had Braviary as well, which is flying and psychic. But alongside that, we are also going to be having a new form for each of the starters announced in the game. That's Typhlosion, Samurott, and Decidueye. Decidueye will be Grass Fighting, Typhlosion will be Fire Ghost, and Samurott will be Water Dark. So we're going to get a Ghost Dark Fighting trio, which is going to be quite interesting. Uh, I know a lot of people myself included, have been saying that they'd love to see a non-fire, water, grass trio. And one of the trios that's always mentioned is ghost, dark, and fighting. So it's a little bit of wish fulfillment. So it's not it's not terrible. Mm. Apart from that, we're also going to be getting a new uh, Gumi, Sligu, and Gudra, which is going to be Dragon Steel. That's pretty freaking sweet. We're going to be getting a new Avalog type. Uh, I freaking love Avalog, by the way. Uh, I'm probably not going to love it because its typing is going to be Ice Rock. Uh, Ooh. No, 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 no. What are you doing? There? Bring fighting types, man, and bring steel <laughs> types. It's fucked. Yep. Mm. Just bring anything. <laughs> bring freaking <laughs> anything. <laughs> oh, dearie me. We're also going to be getting a new form of Quillfish to go with the Quillfish Evolution that we're getting. Uh, that's going to be Poison Dark. Uh, we're also going to be getting a new Sneasel form, which is Fighting and Poison. So, uh, yeah, obviously to go with the evolution, uh, and we're going to be getting a new Basculin form, which is just water. And apart from that, we're also getting new Voltorb, new Voltorb boys. We're going to get some new freaking Pokeballs because that's actually my favourite. I just sorry once interrupt. I could imagine like mm -hmm. a an apricot version of Voltorb, and yep. it, I love the grass typing too. I, I think this is a really unique Pokemon. I really love the idea of a new Voltorb. So the, the one thing that I've seen people saying about it is it's going to be base. And th this is just uh, speculation, by the way. There's no basis for this. It's just theory. It's going to be based on the Tamari ball, which was a ball that was used in Japanese culture uh, when they used to play. Uh, they used to basically play football and do like keepy-uppies between each other's in religious ceremonies using these Tamari balls, which were made from... Uh, bent bits of grass and like hardened bits of grass and, and wood that they would bend into a ball and just use as like a little toy. Uh, but it's quite cool that, you know, obviously we've got no Pokeballs back in time. So why would Voltorb and Electro uh, Electrode even exist? Uh, so they, they kind of had to. Their, their arms were kind of tied with that one. And mm -hmm. finally, we get a new Lilligant form, which is going to be grass and fighting. So that's quite cool. Any of those stand out to you as uh, interesting finds? 
Um, I, quite, I quite like the idea of the. I'm just looking at what a tamari ball is, and that yeah, that seems pretty cool. I like the concept of that. Um, yeah, I just, I just like new types. Honestly, I love I love them kind of rejigging Pokemon that we know and love, and most most of them have been pretty good. Um, I'm pretty pretty keen on the like the Zora change. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Zora sick. That was probably one of the best designed Pokemon I think I've seen in a long time. Um, and I'm gonna be very excited for that. Um, so yeah, I'm just very interested to see how they how they tackle some of these form changes and um, yeah, I hope we get some decent information on them as they as the like launch gets closer and closer. Hopefully so. But with all of these leakers and all of these data mines going on, I'm sure <laughs> we'll have something before long. So mm. keep your eyes peeled. Uh, keep your ears i don't know uh, <laughs> stay tuned we'll be reporting it here as well so uh, if you don't get spoiled on twitter we'll spoil it for you <laughs> can i um, can i add as well because obviously i've sent one to these these of what i found anyway the new forms and new uh new pokemon i don't believe this is all of them confirmed there are probably more that um people have not spoke about and the riddler hasn't essentially riddles but these are the ones we definitely know about at least again we say air, air quotations confirmed because you know, things can happen and I can take L's. So, but it's the Riddler. And as we've already said, he's not been wrong. So, uh, yeah, he's very <laughs> credible. He's he's a very yeah. credible leaker, unlike <clears throat> Centro. <clears throat> God. No, so it's credible. He just fucking copies everyone else who's credible. The prick. Um, <laughs> and then he uses an, uh, Animal Crossing as BDSP. BDSP. What a fucking clown. But can, can I can I elaborate on why I believe this is. One of the best Pokemon games ever. No, made. you can't. This is the end of the podcast. Oh, no, I'm joking. Go on. Um, imagine that you just end it from my phone. Like what the fuck? Um, so it's a it's a bold claim to make, considering we've not played it, and I'm not a fan of Monster Hunter. I'm just not. I've tried to play it. It's not my thing. No hate against it. People that love it, that's absolutely dope. You've got a franchise that's cool. But I love Pokemon. I'm not a fan of dungeon crawling games, but I fucking love Mystery Dungeon. Mm -hmm. You know, anything that's really Pokemon, I don't like MOBAs. I do like Unite, you know, as, as a, again, playing it. But beside the point, um, I think this is going to be fantastic. Things that we do know about the game, um, uh, with the grinding aspect, that includes leveling up the Pokedex. So one of the main uh, goals in the game is to catch all the Pokemon. And the main, main big goal of the game is to catch Arceus. That's what you build up to. That's the climax of the game, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, but leveling up the Pokedex isn't just catching a Pokemon and that's it. Let's take Shinx, for example. You catch a Shinx, but there's other aspects of the Pokedex you need to fill out for Shinx. So you need to find out its favorite food. You need to watch it use a certain move a certain amount of times. You need to catch the gender forms of Shinx, maybe different forms, because apparently there's going to be appearance differences, like different colored eyes with Pokemon, different sizes of Pokemon as well. Apparently this has been confirmed. And it just sounds like such an in-depth experience. And I love filling out the Pokedex first and foremost. That's my favorite thing in Pokemon games other than shiny hunting. And, um, what an amazing way it could be to shiny hunt. Imagine filling out the decks. And if you've got all the information for a Pokemon, you get higher shiny hunts. I think that'd be a fucking dope thing. And it, again, shinies in the overworld already adds a solid fucking four points to the game for me. Hmm. So uh, what, what do you boys say to that? Though? Go on, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys, to be fair. Like, um, yeah, love the fact that shinies are overworld. Love the fact that they've got so many different, like, so many different things to kind of flesh out what an actual Pokemon is by the sounds of yeah. it. Like, you know, because realistically, yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting when they added uh, gender differences uh, back in Gen 4. 
but like to actually it's pretty slightly before that i think maybe but um yeah to actually have but from the sounds of it like monster level monster hunter level depth in those differences um i mean that's the kind of the thing that i loved about um about those games is like you're learning these monsters and you're um understanding their things like their attack patterns their habits what works against them what doesn't you your loadout you know is a huge part of like how you play the game and transferring that to pokemon especially when things like nuzlocks and stuff have been so common and you are like really hyper focusing on you know what what you're bringing to the table how are you going to beat a challenge i think it just seems like a perfect marriage between those things to be fair yeah. So, um yeah i mean from what i've heard just then i mean i'm pretty stoked now <laughs> like <laughs> we've done it boys we've got him <laughs> it, it sounds like uh, another two ones i definitely want your opinion but one of my favorite pokemon um, just because of how different it is, is, is Spinder. With obviously every Spinder being different, no mm. one, uh, you could, but the odds are astronomical, but no one will have the same same shiny Spinder as me. Do you know what I mean? The markings on the body, hardly anyone in the world will ever have that Spinder, and I love that aspect. And I could just imagine that with this game. Again, I'm not saying this is confirmed, it's just being spoke about by the Riddler and other people that there are you know, appearance differences. Just imagine like having like, I don't know, a fucking shiny Pikachu or something, but my Pikachu's got like a different, you know, different shape to it, maybe different markings. Your Pikachu's markings got green eyes. Mm. Yeah, and like... someone else's has blue eyes, that would be cool. Yeah, like, and uh, bro, I, I just love that. I love that aspect. This whole thing of finding out what Pokemon's favourite food is. I know cooking's in the game at the camps, finding out, you know, filling out the Pokedex that way. And um, uh, the Riddler did say... This is the longest Pokemon game, I, and in brackets, I wonder how many people will actually finish it because it, it just seems like... And Wanzi, I think you said this, like, it could easily be, you know, people could easily be turned off by this, like, oh, my fucking God, this is ridiculous. Why have I got to do all this? Nope, no thanks. Yeah, you know, exactly. and I, I can see that, but to me, that that's my fucking dream in Pokemon. Like, I, I don't want to... I love catching Pokemon and catching Shinies, but that's all there is to Pokemon. I want more in depth. I want I want my team to be specific to me. And as as Troy just said with a Nuzlocke, imagine you've caught, I don't know, fucking, let's say, yeah, Zora, right? Um, Zoro, no, what? Zora, 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 right? Zorua, Zorua. Yeah, Zorua, sorry, I always get fucking mixed up. Imagine catching that Hisuian, but yours has like, got special features that no one else has, but you lose it in a Nuzlocke. That adds a new impact to the challenge. Oh, yeah, I just think. I think that's fucking awesome. But once, what's your opinion on all this? Sorry. Well, for me, Pokemon, the at least the main series recently. So in, in food terms, the main series is like bread. Bread <laughs> is fine. It's it's cool. Bread's, you know, there's nothing wrong with bread. It's it's nice. Everyone has bread. Pokemon I, I bread and butter. <laughs> with the third form, Pokemon <laughs> croissant. <laughs> But yeah, like it's kind of just there. It's it's a staple at this point. It's not gonna break its back to try and do anything new. It's bread. It doesn't need to. It does something cool. This game feels more like sourdough bread, you know, something a bit fancier, something that's trying to do something new, or like a tiger roll or something. It's like it's tried to it's trying to, to branch out and do something new. And I'm really, really looking forward to it because it doesn't seem like they've just done a few extra things and then left it at that. They're really giving it a go. They're going to put a bunch of new features in and it's going to be really interesting to see. Pokemon Legends RCS is going to be releasing on the 28th of January. So not too long away. 
and time will tell to see whether it holds up to the rest of the franchise. So uh, let's find out, shall we? So are we ready for some trivia, boys? I am. Yeah, go on. So we have come to, unfortunately, the final segment of the podcast. So uh, that's that's less than ideal. That's... uh... (laughs) God damn it. But that does not mean we are done yet. We do have our famous, amazing trivia sections ready. So, Troy, how are you with Pokemon trivia? Do you know what? I like to think I'm good. And I think everyone likes to think they're a bit good and would be like, oh, if I had my mastermind thing, I would do Pokemon. But I think I'm probably just about to prove that I'm a bit of a moron. So <laughs> um, I'm here for it regardless. <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to put that to the test. How about you, Gaz? Are you ready for some trivia? I have. I fucking lost the, bas- uh, the last fucking five podcasts, I think. So I'm hoping <laughs> I can get the good news today. <laughs> Let's, find- Let's find out, shall we? So welcome, everyone, to the ultimate Pokemon mastermind. Both of our guests, Mr. Troilus and Mr. Flobberdosh, are going to be having five questions each. So uh, we'll be able to find out who is the ultimate Pokemon mastermind. We're going to start with our guest, as always, Mr. Troilus. So if you would like to stand up to the podium, we'll ask you some questions. Are you ready for your first question, my dude? Sure. Hit me with it. I'm here. Fantastic. So question number one, which is the only Pokemon to have the water and fire type combination? Uh, Volcanion. Correct. You have got your first question correct. Fantastic. Gaz, are you ready for your first question? Why not? Fantastic. So, which Pokemon does Ash Ketchum famously catch 30 of in the Safari Zone? Tauros. Correct. Both of you off to a strong start. One each. Fantastic. Troy, back to you. In Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which Pokemon does Yuxi create an illusion of in an attempt to protect the time gear that it's guarding? Jesus. Unfortunately, uh, Jesus is not the answer. <laughs> is that Groveoil your answer? Yeah, yeah Groveoil, yeah. Unfortunately, Groveoil is not the correct answer. The correct answer is Groudon. Yeah. Which uh, unfortunately is not Groveoil. Groveoil mm. is the main antagonist of the game. Groudon is just a bad, bad, bad person. <laughs> so, Gaz, your second question. Which item does Giratina need to hold in order to become its origin form? Grisius uh, Orb? Correct. The Grisius Orb is indeed the item. It becomes the altered form while it's holding any other item or no item. So back to Troy. How many different forms of unknown exist? 28. Oh, he was ready for that one. 28 is the correct answer. There is one for each letter of the alphabet and then an exclamation mark and a question mark. Very, very quick on the on the draw there. <laughs> and back to Mr. Flubberdosh. What is the signature move of Melmetal? I don't know, mate. Pass. You, you're going to pass it. I am. Wow. You know, whatever. Uh, Bubble Beam, there you go. Yes, the answer... No, it's not. (laughs) The answer there is Double Iron Bash. So that evens the scores back up at two apiece. So we're back down to Troy for question number seven. Troy, which national football team did Pokemon partner with during the 2020 European Championship? Uh... 
Wait, hold on. I should know this. But why don't I? I'm going to have to push you for an yeah, answer. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have it. So I, I was going to say Spain. Unfortunately, the answer is not Spain. The answer is the land that you currently live in, England. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, they did a bunch of different interviews and a bunch of different promotional material, like getting England players to do keepy-uppies and open card packs while doing them. It, it was fun. It was good fun. But uh, unfortunately, the answer was not Spain. So uh, this gives a chance for Gaz to steal a lead. Are you ready for your question, Gaz? Shoot. Okay, so sticking with the football theme. During an interview for the 2020 European Championship, which position did England football manager Gareth Southgate say Pikachu would be best suited to? Striker. Oh, unfortunately, the answer was winger, not striker. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck does he know about Pokemon? <laughs> Honestly, if you if you ever get a chance to see this, it's like a bunch of five six year olds sat with their parents asking Gareth Southgate uh, questions, <laughs> and he's just there like I have no idea what any of these words mean. I know the Charizard, <laughs> the fire one. <laughs> oh God, it, it's it's an experience. <laughs> so now we are down to your final questions. Troy, are you ready for your final question? As ready as I shall ever be, Alex. So, which Pokemon did pop singer Ed Sheeran reveal is his favourite Pokemon in a recent interview? Oh God, I don't watch interviews with Ed Sheeran. Um, no, but nobody does. Let's be real. I actually watched his Hot Ones interview. That was quite good, actually. I quite enjoyed that. Oh, um, Hot Ones isn't really an interview. Nah, that's that's true. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Charizard. Unfortunately, it's not Charizard. The answer is Snorlax. Which he also uh, took with him into the uh, the Pokemon Go event that he did recently. Uh, so Troy, your score is two out of five. Gaz has a chance to steal the win for the first time in about five episodes. Here, are you ready? Can he step up to the plate? It just depends which plate, because Arceus has about fucking hundreds of the cunts. But go for it. <laughs> well, your final question. Which is the only EV evolution unobtainable in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? I'm about to claim my dub and say Sylveon. Unfortunately, the answer is EV. Uh, no. <laughs> no, the answer is Sylveon. Congratulations. Get fucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, Troy, mate. I had to get a dub at some point. It, nah, it's been called. Cool, it? I'm, glad, I'm glad I could facilitate it for you, mate. You deserve it. Thank you. I appreciate it, honestly. I do. I was about people was uh, questioning my logistics as a uh, Pokemon podcaster, and now it's <laughs> coming back to front. Until oh, we get that's... someone like fucking Raph back on, oh, and he don't... fucking does me again. That was mad. That was that was so mad. But yes, Gaz, you are indeed the ultimate Pokemon mastermind for this week. Commiserations to Troy. You put up a good effort, but unfortunately, the cards just weren't in your favour this time. But thank you very much for playing, and thank you both very much for being a part of this week's Ultimate Pokemon Mastermind. Thanks, mate. That was awesome. And uh, GG's try. That was a good round. Decent. Now, um, for my trivia round, I'm bringing back the uh, Flubberdash invented Pokemon of the Week. Um, before anybody says I didn't specifically invent that category, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, um, are you boys ready for this? Always, yeah. my dude. Always. So Normally, I do a point system, but truthfully, I'm not going to bother this week. It's just going to be passed along to each person after each piece of information is handed out. So, with that being said, I am going to give Troy 
the opportunity. So, Troy, you can pick for this Pokemon. It's typings. Um, it's specific Pokedex name. Um, let's have a look. It's height, it's weight, it's abilities or hidden ability and base stats. If I pick abilities, are you going to give me all of its abilities? Nope. You either get to pick hidden ability or normal ability, and I'll only give you one. Mm, yeah, that's not as, that's not as strong as I wanted it to be. Let's go with <laughs> let's go with typings. Typing. So, one of its typings is a psychic type. Okay. So, so you can either take a guest or you can pass it over to Wanda. Um Do I lose anything by having a stab in no. the dark? No, you don't. No, you can take a guess if you like. Let's go Sigilif. The answer is not Sigilif. So it goes over to Wanzu. Wanzu, you have another typing you can pick. Again, the Pokedex name, its abilities, base stats, weight, blah, blah, blah. What would you like? Let's have its other typing. Its other typing is water. Ooh, okay. There's a couple I can think of. Who would you like to take a guess? Okay. I'm gonna okay, so there's there's one there's a bunch of different ones you can pick for this. Uh okay, let's let's go with no scope. Let's go with Starmie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the answer for this week is not Starmie. Ooh. It goes over to Troilus. Troilus, obviously, you know the typings now. You can pick between its abilities, hidden, base that um or Pokedex name. I'm actually gonna go for the Pokedex name if I can. Okay, this Pokemon is the Royal Pokemon. Oh, it's Slowking. Is that your guess? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting scenario on the uh, Trainer Lounge podcast. Wanzi has been defeated on Pokemon <laughs> of the week. <laughs> the answer is indeed Slowking, number 129 in the Pokedex, the Royal Pokemon Water and Psychic Bite. Being bitten by Shouda gave it intelligence compared to that of internationally recognized scientists. Uh, it is seven feet tall, seven inches and weighs 175 pounds. Its abilities are Oblivious or Own Tempo, and its hidden abilities Regenerator with a base stat of 490. And it also has a Galarian form as well as its uh, cousin, Slowbro. And uh, that, that's been your Pokemon of the week. Wandy, mate, um, would you like to express what went wrong there? I don't know, Jeff. I just... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I took a fucking shot, mate, and it fucking went straight off the bar like a fucking fucking, meat, fucking Honestly, that, that was that was close. As soon as we knew water psychic, mm. we knew exactly where it was going. But you know, there there was only so many I could pick from, and I knew I had to I had to no scope one, and it just didn't fall today. So congratulations, Troy. You've you've earned that. We've had a, this is the first time that Gaz has won uh, Ultimate Mastermind, and I have lost. Pokemon of the week. <laughs> so we have a first here for the trainer lounge. I'm here to flip the script, mate. Always in front of Indeed. And with that being said, that has come to the end of the podcast. Before we do finish, I would like to say one or two things. First of all, the Trainer Lounge Discord has now been fully cleaned, revamped, and redesigned by myself. You can find the location for this Discord below in the link tree or on our Twitter bio in the link tree there. You can feel free to join and you can have more of an input on the podcast and like what you'd like me and Wanzi and fellow guests to talk about. You can, uh, if you want to be a guest, you can have a look on there and how to, we say apply, it's not really a fucking job, but uh, how, how to take a look at it. But um, yeah, definitely join that. 
And as we said, Troy, thank you so much for coming on today and thank you for your time as well. I mean, it's, it's genuinely been a pleasure. I'm glad we could work it out. And, you know, I do appreciate you um, kind of moving about when you would normally record um, so that I can, so I could get on. But um, yeah, yeah, just, it's been, a, it's been a great old time. Thanks for having me. No, not a problem, man. And of course, Wanzu, thank you as always. I mean, I'd say co-host, but today you've pretty much hosted it for me as of suffering with a bit of an illness. That's why I've been more quiet than usual um, due to some people's pleasure or displeasure. So thank you. Yeah, it's been a weird experience. I'm not quite used to, to doing more of the hosting role. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I will admit I'm probably a little bit rusty, but if I get more opportunities in the future, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll smash it out of the park. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Troy. Really appreciate it, bro. Uh, means a lot that you came on. And yeah, we had good time uh and yeah thank you to everyone for listening it's been an absolute pleasure for you to listen to our voices in your ear holes exactly feel free to follow us on twitter trainer lounge and everything else you can follow and again all trailers stuff will be below with that we'll leave you back on the weekend or next week with a brand new episode look out for it peace out y'all all the best in a peace Yo guys, it's Flubberdash. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the whole episode. Please give us some feedback on Twitter and wherever else you can find us. All details of that will be below. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast and please have a great day. Peace.